we're discussing a Mishnah and Samach Hamud Aleph explained that if someone sent a fire, even if it burnt uh, another person's wood, rocks, dirt, he still has to pay. And we got into a story of David Melech asking the Sanhedrin Betlechem Sheelah. And we saw three women look at what was the question. Rabah said in the name of the Dachman, the question was if someone burned something that was hidden. Rav Huna said they were trying to save themselves by burning uh, barley piles that belonged to Israel that the Palestinians were hiding in. And, uh, and uh, Rabbanan, some say it was Rababa Mori, said they were trying to uh, switch uh, barley for lentils. They were trying to take the barley that belonged to Israel and pay them back with Palestinians lentils. And with that, we're going to start Samach Aleph. I'm with Aleph three lines in, which says, Bishlama Limande Amar Hanetarte. I understand. According to the rabbi who said, David asked one of the two questions Am I allowed to save myself using my friend's asset, or am I allowed to trade barley for the lentils? Now I understand why David didn't want to drink it. Meaning, Amar, David said, Meaning, even though I'm a king, but still, it's Asur. Since it would be Asur for anyone else, I don't want to do it. But according to the rabbi who said that the question is in regarding to burning something that is hidden, what's the halacha? They just give him psak halacha. The halacha is like either a banan or a They just send them whatever the halacha is. What do you mean he didn't want to drink it? Why not? They just gave him halacha like this or like that. So the Gemara explains what it means is that Lo Amrinu Mishemayu. David did not want to say it in the names of those three soldiers who snuck into Bethlehem. Why? Because Amar no shel Shmuel Aramati. David had a tradition from the Betin of Shmuel Aramati. Anyone who puts his life on the line for to die over the Torah, meaning you put yourself in a dangerous situation in Torah, in Omrim Devar We don't say a halacha in his name. But the pasuk continues, Vayasech otam Hashem. He poured it to Hashem. Now, Okay, according to the rabbi who holds, or the rabbis who hold, that David asked the question, are you allowed to save yourself with your friend's asset, or are you allowed to switch uh, barley for lentils? And they told him that you're a king, do whatever you want. And he poured it to Hashem, Mishum de'abad l'shem shamayim, meaning, oh, the idea is, he poured it to Hashem, meaning even if you're allowed to, I'm still going to give it to Hashem. Elaman de'amar tamun ba'esh, ma'ayvayasechotam l'shem. But according to the rabbi who said, he asked the question about burning something hidden, what does that pasuk mean that he poured it to Hashem? So the Gemara explains the Amrinu Mishemad the Gemara that it's said in the name of Gemara, meaning it's just the tradition. It's never said in the name of any specific rabbi. Next Mishnah: If a person made a fire in his uh, own yard and Abra Gadir Shehu Gavu Arba Amot, and and the fire passed a fence that was taller than four Amot, or or went through public area, meaning sixteen Amot Yerushalayim, or Nahar went through a river, Patur. A person is patur because no one would have thought that a fire can go like that. Anything that goes past that is considered an onus. It's out of control. He never should have thought of that. He didn't even have to think about protecting from that. And the Gemara starts by asking a question. We have a Braita that says, If it passed a, a gate that was four amot high, you're hayav. Our Mishnah said patur. Over here we're telling you hayav. So Amar Papa Papa said they're not arguing. Tana didan kahashiv melmala lemata. 
Our Tana was talking about from a higher to lower, meaning Shesh Amot would be Patur. Hamesh Amot Patur. If it passed the gate, that was six Amot, five Amot Patur. Adaraba Amot Patur. Up until four Amot Patur. Past that, anything less than that, that's already a Hayav. Meaning up until Arba Amot, you're Patur. Tana Bara, the Tana of the Braita, Milmata Lemalakash. If he was going from lower to higher, Meaning, shte amot hayav, shalosh amot hayav. If it burns something within two amot, three amot hayav, ad arba amot hayav. Until four amot hayav. Past that, you're patur. And he was saying that four amot is considered a good shmira, that's a good protection, and he would be patur after that. And Amar Abba, arba amot shamru de patur, afilu bizdekotzim. Rabbi said that the four amot that we're talking about, even if it's a field of thorns, which can easily catch fire, he's still patur. Meaning, as long as you put up a wall that is four amot high, that's good enough. And Amarat Papa, and we're talking about four amot from wherever the edge, meaning the highest thorn from that point, four amot. And Amarav, that's only if, it's, if the fire is, is going up straight, it's like going up high. But if it's a uh, if it's a fire that that's on the ground, meaning it's a low fire, it's not not a fire that's going upwards. It's a fire that's spreading right to left. Then even hundred amot hayav. And Shmuel says our Mishnah is talking about a fire that's going from right to left. If it's going up high, even a little bit is patur because the person was only thinking about the fire going upwards. He wasn't thinking about it spreading right to left, and that's why he's patur. And Tanya Kavate Dera, we have a Baritale Kavba Medvarim Amorim. What are we talking about? That if it passes through a shooter being Patur, Bekolahat, that's only if a fire is going upwards, not going right to left. Ava Benichvefet, Vyatsim Etsuinla. If it's going right to left and there's uh, and there's uh, wood that, that's right there, easy to attach onto, Afilu Admea Mil, even a uh, hundred mil, Hayav. Even if it's a hundred mil, it's, which is so far, if it damages, Hayav, because you cause the fire that spreads right to left. Avranahar Oshludit, Shehem Rehavim Shemone Amot, Patur. But if it passed a river or a, a pond or a pool, something that's eight Amot wide, at that point, Patur, whether it goes right to left, where it goes uh, high, you're just Patur. Now we learned the Mishnah Derech Harabim Patur. If the fire went through the Rishut Harabim Patur, Mantana, who's the Tana of our Mishnah that holds that if it, that if it goes sixteen Amot Patur, so Amar Abarbi the Azri the Tanan, he he taught us that if a person made a fire in his field, Arbi the Azri Omer Shesh Esrei Amot Kederch Rishut Harabim, he has sixteen Amot in order to be Patur. After that, he is Hayav. Why sixteen Amot? Be like Rishut Harabim, sixteen Amot. Next, we saw in the Mishnah, Onahar, or if the fire passed a river, then he would be Paturav Amar, Nahar Amash, an actual river. Shmuel Amar, Arita de Dalai. Shmuel was talking about a water channel, meaning even if it's uh, an Amar wide, it's still good enough. So now, Manda Amar, Nahar Amash, according to Rav, who said, we're talking about a real river, Afagav de even if there's no water in the river. Still, and here you'd be patur. And Manda Amar Arita de Delay, according to Shmuel, who said water channel, you eat bemaya if there's water in. Okay, then then you're patur. It's considered stopping. Avalet bemaya lo, but if there's no water, you're not patur. And Tananatam, we learned the elum of sikin lepad. We learned the masechet the following things 
stop, meaning they're considered a hefsek in regards to pe'a, meaning you have two different fields and you would need two different uh, pe'a, two different corners to give uh, to give uh, the pe'a. Hanahal, if it's a river, lead a pond, or even if it's a private pathway, which is four amot, or, a, or a, a public pathway, which is 16 amot. So now, my shelulit, what's this shelulit? It's a place where rain water gathers over there. It's a water channel that distributes the water to the to the banks it, it moves it to, to, to this area to that area according to Rav Yudah Amar Shemuel who said that a place where the water gathers the rainwater gathers all the more so all the more so a water channel and according to Rav Bebai who said we're talking about a water channel that distributes water but a place where water, uh, rainwater gathers, that does not, uh, that's not considered hefsek. That does not divide the field. They're considered the pools of the land, meaning they're part of the land. They're just, you know, a pool here, pool there. They're part of the land. And you'd only be hayav one pe'a. And if a fire goes through that, you would still be hayav. Next Mishnah. If a person makes a fire in his own yard, how much, how, what's the distance that fire could travel and he's still patur? And at what point is he hayab? Rebil Azar says, we look at him as if he's in the middle of a core. A core is an area where you can plant 30 se'a. So we look at him as if he's in the middle and we give him 15 core to each side. So if he damage anything like 15 core to each side, then he's still patur. A core is a 50 by 50 area, so if it's 30 core, so we're talking about an area which is 1500 by 50 amot, meaning around an, uh, an estimated area of 75,000 square amot, which comes out to be 273 and a, and a little bit extra tef, uh, amot on one side by 273 by another side. In short, a pretty big area. Rabbi Eliezer Omer, Tedzain Amot, Kedech Hashut Rabim. Rabbi Eliezer says the, the, the amount to uh, move away from the neighbor is 16 Amot, Hashut Rabim. Rabbi Akiva Omer, Hamishim Ama, 50 Amot. Rabbi Shimon Omer, Shalem, Shalem, Hamavail, Tabaira, Hakol, Lefiha Deleka. Rabbi Shimon says uh, you have to pay. It all depends uh, on the fire. And so far, we're understanding in Rabbi Shimon, you got to pay no matter what. So the Gemara right away asks, Rabbi Shimon doesn't have an amount when it comes to a fire, meaning you don't have like a, a sad amount, okay, up until here you're patur, after that you're hayav, you don't have it, there's no limit over here, you're, you're hayav no matter what. But then we learn, a person is not allowed to put a uh, an oven inside his house unless there's a four amot of ceiling right above it. And if you're putting it in the ceiling, so you have to make sure that there's a plaster under it, at least three tefahim. If it's a kira, which is a smaller stove, it's only a tefah. And if you damage, you have to pay for whatever you damaged. And Rabbi Shimon Omer, And Rabbi Shimon said, 
the only the, the only reason we said all these measurements is that if there was a damage, you would be exempt from paying. So here you have Rabbi Shimon saying that these these measurements in regards to putting a stove or an oven in the house are meant to exempt a person up at a certain amount, and after that you would be liable. So why in our Mishnah it sounds like you're high no matter what? So Amar Av Nahman Amar Hakol Goba Hadeleka. What Rabbi Shimon is trying to say is everything depends on the height of the fire that he originally made. Meaning, if he made a small fire, then he's not liable if it went far. And if he made a large fire, then he's then he's liable even if it went far. And Amar of Yosef, Amar of Yuda, Amar Shemuel, Halakha Kerebi Shimon. Bechen Amar of Nachman, Amar Shemuel also. They also said Halakha Kerebi Shimon. Next Mishnah, Madlikat Agadish Vayubo Kelim Vidalku. If a person started a fire in a pile, let's say wheat, barley, and inside of it there was vessels, and, you know, they were hidden, and he burnt them. According to Buda, you have to pay whatever is inside that pile. Hachamim say you only have to pay for the pile of wheat, barley. That's it. You don't have to pay for anything that's uh, hidden. If there was a goat that was tied up, slave right next to it, they were burnt with this pile. Hayab has to pay for everything, including the goat and the slave. But if there was a slave that was tied up and then there was a goat next to it and it all got burnt together, he's patur. And the reason is because you murdered. And when someone murders, he has to deal with a bigger punishment of death. And even if technically he's not going to die because it's considered shogeg and it's only an ayavid and therefore you're not hayav mita. But still, since this is a type of damage that you hayav mita on, then he would not have to pay for it. Someone burns a building, he has to pay for everything inside of it, because it's normal for people to leave their things inside a house. It's not hidden when, when it's in the house. And therefore, even Rabbi Uda would agree that he would be high of anything in the, the building. And the Gemara starts, the Mahlok between Rabbi Uda and Hachamim in regards to... Uh, being high on something hidden is that's only if you started a fire in your area and you didn't protect it, you didn't safeguard it, and it went and damaged in the neighbor's yard. says, Look, if something's hidden, you're Hayav and Rabbanan say Patur. If you start a fire in your friend's property, according to everyone, you have to pay for everything that, that's there, even if it's something hidden, even Hachamim would agree to it. And the idea is very simple that you had you had no permission making that fire over there. A person has the right to keep his stuff in his field, and therefore you're liable. And the Gemara asks, if that's their machlok, it is when it, when you lit it in your house and it went to the other person's house. When you're already saying that hachamim agreed to the biudad, if you burn a building, you're hayab and everything inside of it, because it's normal for people. 
to leave their things in their house. Let the Mishnah to argue right then and there. They should argue right there in the Mishnah. If a person made a fire, what are we talking about? If you lit it in your yard, it went to your friend's yard and, and, and caused the fire over there. But if you lit a fire in your friend's field, your Hayav and everything that's inside over there. Meaning, I don't need a Gemara for this. If that was really their Mahloket, then the Mishnah should have just explained it then and there. Yeah, rather, Rabbah says the machloket is in two facets. Number one, the machloket is if you lit it in your yard and went to your friend's yard and, and, and caused the fire there. The Rabbi Uda Mechayev Atamun Ba'esh Rabbanan Savre Lo Mechayev that Rabbi Uda says you're, you're liable even for things that are hidden, and Rabbanan says, no, you're not. And number two, also the machloket is in in a case where a person caused the fire in his friend's field. The review that holds you have to pay for everything, even wallets that people don't usually leave in the middle of a pile of uh, wheat. You still have to pay. You only have to pay for things that people usually leave in these piles of, uh, of wheat, for example. Threshing tools, yokes for cattle, things like that. But things that you don't usually put inside the, the, the stack, you don't have to pay for. And Tosfor explains the machloket between them is as follows. Rabbi Yudah holds that there's no such thing as patur and something hidden. You're always hayav, it doesn't make a difference. And the hachamim say, if you started the fire in your field and went to your, your friend's field, your patur, however, if you did it in your friend's field, then you're only hayav on things that are normal to be there. That's the way Tosfot sums it up. Tanur Rabbanan, Hamadlikat Agadish, if someone uh, sets a stack on fire, and there was utensils inside of it, and they went on fire, Rebuda says, you got to pay for everything that's inside it. And Hakim says, you only have to pay for the pile, whether wheat, barley, whatever it is. And we look at the area of the, of, of the kelim that were in there, as if it was that crop, and you have to pay for that. So let's say there's a there's a two pound wallet in there. We're going to make believe like there's two pounds of wheat inside, and you have to pay that. Now, what are we talking about? That's only if the fire was in his yard. That's where it started from, and it went into his friend's yard. But if you started the fire in your friend's yard without permission. According to everyone, you have to pay for everything that's in that yard. agrees If a person gave his friend permission to make a pile in his yard, and his friend put a pile of crop, let's say of wheat, a pile of wheat, but inside of it he left something. If the owner of the yard made a fire, he only has to pay for the wheat. He doesn't have to pay for what the, what the other person put inside. If he told him you can make a pile of wheat and he put uh, barley, barley and he put in wheat. If he put wheat and he covered it with barley, 
seorin vehipan hitin or barley and he covered it with wheat she no mishalem ela deme seorin bilvad he only has to pay for barley the concept is whenever he has permission to put something expensive and he puts something uh, less expensive he pays for the less expensive thing and if he had permission to put the less expensive thing and he put the more expensive thing well the person only gave permission for less expensive and we will stop right here. Baruch Hashem le'olam. Amen ve'amen.